Well, I should use a microphone for better quality. I mean, not a microphone, a headphone, apparently. I think they mean headset, but um, I don't actually have one. I am Maya. I am recording this because it is the middle of the night and I am still awake and thinking thoughts about joy and happiness and the possibility of possessing both without circumstances. You know when your life is um, full of situations which should force you to be miserable. I have an illness that I, I have an illness, uh, an autoimmune illness that I have been dealing with for over 20 years and I'm 43. So that means this illness started when I was still in my 20s, when I was really young, just when my life was starting. And it has revealed the fault lines in myself, in all of my relationships, in my family. It has revealed the fault lines that exist when you are... I have been to the breaking point. I I guess I'm trying to say that. I've been to the breaking point. I know what it looks like, and I know how seductive giving up hope for more, hope for happiness, hope for, I know what that looks like. I know what it it feels like when the world presses down so hard on you that you crack. And it is not fun. It is a terrible crime, I believe, for people to have to get to that point. Because it strips you of everything. It strips you of your sense of who you thought you were. It strips you of your hope for the person that you thought you would grow into. Because now this thing has happened and you're irrevocably changed. You have new fault lines. And this is life, of course. This is life. Life does this to us anyway. I don't believe that everyone experiences adversity to the same degree where you look around and there is literally just no, there are no good choices and you're just faced with the least of the horrific ones. I live alone. Uh, Well, I have two cats now. But I live alone. I have lived alone for the last five years. And for me, that's kind of heaven, because I don't really love, love having a roommate. But 
I didn't expect that living alone would mean that I would also be alone almost constantly. You know, I have help that comes in five days a week. But this illness, I have ME-CFS. It's an illness that isolates you. Because you... It's not super well understood. I don't understand it myself, so I do have a difficult time blaming people for not understanding. But it does isolate. And it does cause um, friends and family to think of you in ways that you never imagined they would. It does cause people to abandon you. It does cause stress. Chronic illness is hard. It is so hard on your loved ones because they get to watch you be sick. They get to watch you be sick and have no hope. And in a way, it's harder on those outside of it because when you're inside, you learn to adapt. You learn you learn um, coping mechanisms and you find your way toward happiness. I feel that people are basically, and I may be wrong about this, but I do believe that most of us have a base level of happiness that we're always going to have pretty much no matter what happens to us. And when bad things do happen, we find ourselves like automatically our psyche reaches for our base level, whether we're going, whether we're up or whether, whether the, the thing that happens is bad or good. But when bad things happen, I think your, 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 your mind and your heart just sort of starts looking for ways to find your normal. And so you do okay, but it is difficult for those on the outside of your illness, A, to be okay with you doing okay, because, you know, if you say you're constantly miserable, they want to see you miserable all the time, subconsciously. And so when you find your, go to your little happy spot, it's kind of unnerving to them. And it's also difficult to see, for them to see you suffer. So it is a hard, hard, hard thing chronic illness is. And I have endured this one for 20 years, and it has slowly chipped away at my life until nothing is left, basically, except for who I basically am. And I'd always thought of myself as a storyteller. I mean, well, for a lot of years, anyway. I I, I heard, I, I interviewed, um, who, what is his name? He's a writer. He co-wrote the movie Crash with Paul, Bobby Moresco. I interviewed Bob, Bobby Moresco once, and when I asked about his motivation, one of the things he said was that we're storytellers at heart, and that resonated with me just on a really deep level because I understood that. I am a storyteller at heart, and I always assumed that that was the biggest part of me but I haven't told stories not you know 
real stories, not written stories, in a really long time. Um, but what has happened is that I have learned. <laughs> I found something else. I'm wondering about something else. So, if I'm a storyteller who doesn't have very many stories in her, then what is I? the biggest part of me? Am I? Is it, is it just gone? Has that the biggest part of me, the most important part, the key to who I am, has that just been excised from me or suppressed? And then I had one of those dark nights of the soul that we have sometimes on Friday. I mean bad. I mean really bad. Like bad, bad. <laughs> and um, I was pondering my existence and the possibility of a lack of. And within 24, 48 hours, I, I sat up in bed getting ready to go grab a bite to eat. I have a kitten who's been sick, who's perked up. Um, I just finished watching an episode of something that I really can't remember what it was, but it... Oh, I do remember now. I'd finished watching an episode of Map and Lucia, the old one, with uh, Prunello Scales and um, Geraldine McEwen, I think her name is. Um... And I just thought to myself that I, I just had one of those Anne moments, the Anne of Green Gables moments, where I thought, right now I'm pretty nearly perfectly happy. Nothing in my situation had changed. If anything, it had become more stark. But in that moment, I was, I was happy, like warm bath happy. You know, like, like just sinking into a hot springs after a massage happy. And I realized, I realized that the biggest part of me, yes, is a storyteller. I, I am, I am a storyteller, but I think I'm wondering if perhaps the most basic parts of me are optimism and happiness and joy because what I realized was that that dark night of the soul it had been the absence of those things that I assumed were gone because I'm physically miserable 24-7 and I'd begun to assume and I miss my life I mean, I don't think about it all the time. I'm not, oh gosh, my life. I wish I had my life back. And I, but I, I'm aware it is, a, it is a thing that lives within me. Missing my life, missing going to movies, missing traveling, missing working. Gosh, I know most people will not admit to this, but I really do 100% believe that unless there's something mentally wrong with you, people want to work. We just do. We like getting up and having a purpose in the morning. I miss those things. 
And so I assumed, I'd begun to assume, I'd begun to believe that I wasn't, that that happy me was gone. That was just another death in my life of things. That the happiness was just not something I possessed anymore. The capacity for joy had been stunted, if not erased. That I was capable of moments of euphoria, but not happiness. Not the happy girl whose father, derisively, nicknamed her Pollyanna. Not the happy woman who embraced that nickname, because, heck, why not be glad? And then I realized that I have this base level of happiness that never goes away, that I am happy. Yes, I am happy, because I like it. (laughs) Because I don't like to be miserable. Because I love being alive. Because I love seeing what comes next. And no, my life is not good. My life sucks by just about any measure. But still, I'm happy. And part of that is faith and provisions from God. And part of that is just my nature. And I'm grateful to find that, yes, the storyteller is really, really in trouble right now. But... I'm still me, changed, but still me. Anyway, I just wanted to say that because I think that we sometimes think that our our, our joy depends on that thing happening, that that next thing, whether that next thing is a car or uh, an increase in salary or the kid getting into the right college or whatever, we think it's that next thing. And I'm thinking maybe it's not. I think maybe happiness comes from inside. I know, what a cliche, but I think it's true. I think we have our happy place within us and it's a question of choosing to be happy in spite of not having the things that we want or need. I do believe that happiness is a choice and that we can all make it. I'm not saying that it means that life is good I'm not saying that it means that our mood is a beat. I am saying that it is a thing that can sustain us through the difficult times. The ability, the willingness to be open to joy, to be open to that funny story, that that <laughs> that funny thing the kid says, that beautiful sunrise, that movie that makes you cry, to be open to joy is essential, I think, to happiness, to life. This is Maya, 
signing off.